Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Oi! Oi, mate! Oi, are you are you starting? Are you are you starting this week's podcast with us, Verbal Discharge? Hi, I'm James. With me, I've got Jordan Reynolds and Robbie Owen. How are we doing? Hello, I'm Robbie Owen, and welcome back to Radio Four. Um, <laughs> and here with me is James Bosson and Jordan Reynolds. How are we doing? Hi, I'm the one starting on you in BBC Radio Seven. How do you think like a BBC Radio Four Hello. presenter would start a fight with someone? Is it like I don't know. Um, <laughs> with say a, something creative. A soft documentary yeah. commentary. <laughs> no, they'd read an email from a listener that disagreed with the other person's point of view. They'd, <laughs> they'd perhaps like read out a screenplay that that was mildly negative towards the person that this comes in they from to Derek in Cheltenham. I hear that your mother is a whore. How do you <laughs> respond to this statement? Well, also, would you like a fist fight? <laughs> Um, I would like to respond to this statement by reading this email that I have from John Harriford in Sussex. It says, What did you say about my mum, you fucking scrub? Fight me. Fight me now. I swear to God, you better fight me. Kind regards, John Harriford, Sussex. And Sharon or Clyde... Derek. Derek from West Sussex or wherever he was from. Cheltenham. Cheltenham. And Derek from Cheltenham writes back to say... I stand by everything I said about your mother, and I know this because last Thursday, me and her performed sexual intercourse. It was intimate, it was loving, and it was significantly more compassionate than she ever showed towards you. And and this one in from Carriage from Blessington. Um, do you want to play some chess, though? Do you want to play some chess? <laughs> oh, I see what we're getting at. I see that was a that's a that, that's a reference to real life in which. So, for those of you that aren't aware, I'm not sure if we've discussed it on the podcast before. No. Um, uh, ages ago, uh, a few months ago, as we were leaving the Blessington carriage, um, a man started a fight with me um, by coming up to me and going, "Oi, mate, what's your game?" And I just sort of instinctively said, "Probably chess." not really realising that he wanted to start a fight. Mm. And then he just sort of went about it in this really weird way of going, um, sort of, he, he was like, oh, go on, I'll play you at chess, I'll play you at chess. And I, just, I didn't really understand what, what what was going on, and then I left. Um, and yeah, and that, that was that was an interesting story. Yeah, mm. yeah no, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad you told it there. I've never, I've never been uh, propositioned for a fight, mm. otherwise, um, in direct relation to a board game. No. Which is which is the only time I've ever actually no I take that back because I've I've seen a few games of Monopoly go go sour. <laughs> yeah, but they tend to be less. It's less like spite and more a war. No, sorry, it's less a fight and more a war. It's like in the way that the wood Second World War wasn't Hitler and Churchill actually hitting each other. It's sort of like that's how Monopoly goes. Like you'll employ legions of people to fight for you. Yeah, you know, buy all the like, hotels and things. Yeah, it's too big a disagreement to settle for this fight. Are you, were you comparing disagreements on, oh, no, Monopoly to on Second War, yes. the the board to war on battlefields in one yeah. of the greatest conflicts? Do you know what? Monopoly also goes on for about as long. Well, have you ever played World War they II? They always Risk? say Monopoly's going to be finished. I have Christmas. played World War Two Risk actually. It's very very fun. Yeah, Risk is a great game. Yeah, and yet no one ever approves when I when I turn up to games in my Hitler costume. Do you think? <laughs> Do you think there's like a Trump Towers based Monopoly? God, I hope there so. There will be. There will be. Have you seen the Trump logo? By any chance? Yeah, I have. Oh, I have. the one that looks like the Nazi party. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks like a kind of I don't know, slightly edited swastika. Mm. Well, if you if, if you colour in the uh, or if you highlight the space in between the T's because it's uh, it's sort of four T's fitting together into a square, isn't it? Mm. If you highlight the space in between each of the T's, it is just a swastika. Mm. It, it goes beyond looking like a swastika to featuring a swastika in the negative space in the image itself. Speaking of featuring, should we run through who we are and that? Oh yeah, we probably should. We like to start, Robbie. Okay. Sorry, I've, I've ruined the surprise there. It's all right, yeah. Hello, my name's Robbie, um, and sometimes I things. Hi, my name's Jordan, and I am not talented enough to have a swastika in the negative space of my personal logo. 
Do you have a personal logo? No. But what would it look like if you did? It would look like I tried to fit a SWAT sticker in the negative space, but I couldn't. It would also be blue and have cats and be a bin man lorry. Ah, the SWAT sticker cat bin lorry. It's a conflict. We've all seen that one before. And my name is James Boston, and I do not have um, a logo, but I do have a family crest. Do you? Yeah. There's What's a, on the family crest? Three arrows. It's not very good. But it's, it is a shield with two at the top, one at the bottom, making a little triangle of arrows. It's not particularly decorative. Nothing interesting about it. It's really quite a poor one. Have either of you got family crests? No. Um, no. I think I have. Sorry, I said that in a really like, I'm offended no. by the notion. How dare you suggest I'm a family crest? No, I'm, I'm, I'm Welsh. We've got like a lump of coal that goes back <laughs> seven generations. That's the closest we've got. Oh, I, this is the family lump of coal. Your great-grandfather gave this to me. He said I picked this one up when my great-grandfather threw it at me. And now I'm throwing it at you. And you say, stop. And he says, start running. <laughs> <laughs> is that how our life is in Wales? That that happened, yeah. Sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to bring back any painful memories. I was, I was six. Uh, no, it wasn't painful. He missed. <laughs> <laughs> And then you picked up the lump of coal. And then when your great-grandchild comes along, yeah. you know that you've got the opportunity. That's it. it skipped a generation. It's like it male boldness. Yeah. So you, I like the thought that every fourth generation gets pelted with a lump <laughs> of coal. You get, you get one chance to do it. <laughs> the family name engraved in the lump of coal. Oh, all, the, all the dates that they missed. Like, oh, in <laughs> 1962, um, the great... I'm trying to think of Welsh names. Gwyneth... Um, Owen this. <laughs> Come on To great Gwyneth Owen and I was trying to remember Just thinking 27% of Wales Have the surname Jones Really? Yeah 27% That's over a quarter of people in Wales Are called Jones How many, how many of the Owens are there? Um, I know it's the 8th most popular surname in Wales <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant so That's such a good fact What about Bosson? Where's Bosson? Bosson uh, There's quite a lot of Bosson in France yeah, France. Mm. Um, the name itself is um, Frankish, mm. I believe. Um, like if you search Bosson on um, on sort of Facebook or something, the majority of the results are um, are French, and All there's quite and there's quite a lot in French speaking parts of Africa. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a bit of an interesting one. However, there aren't too many of us. There is um, there's uh, two other James Bossons mm. that I know of that live in the UK. One of them is a purveyor of um, rare gems yeah. and jewel stones, and the other one is a semi-professional poker player. Oh yeah, I've I've seen his website. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. we went on it once. Yeah, and he, he doesn't even look like me, and yeah. yet he's got my name <laughs> for it. <laughs> There's a semi-professional boxer called Jordan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of him. Considering you used to do boxing and that, he stole my identity. Yeah. He stole my. Do you, ever, do you feel like that's a missed opportunity? Because you, you could have very easily rung and said, hi, I'm the boxer Jordan Reynolds. Can you like, oh, Jordan Reynolds! <laughs> he's <laughs> not at that point, though, yet. He, like, I, I follow him occasionally. I'll be like, what's going on? Oh, he's lost again. <laughs> <laughs> so there was obviously Robert Owen, who revolutionised the most coal mine industry. Uh, yeah. World list. Uh, there was then, there was a BBC drama starring Gwen from Torchwood where her husband was called Robbie Owen. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Was that fulfilling to you? Um, I mean, I've never seen it. I mean, being, sure a, be. being a fan of... Gwen from Torchwood. Yeah. Well, I, I assume her being in the Doctor Who canon and you being a bit of a... Mm. A hoonatic. A hoonatic. Brilliant. Which is a, a term I'm coining. Yeah, yeah. No, I prefer it to Whovian, so there you go. Is that what it is, Whovian? I, it's a sort of. Um, it was a... Coin term. No, I'm not going to go into this. I'm not going to. Go into this. Join us in the next hour when Robbie Owen will attempt to recount all of the favourite taps he's seen throughout his life. What's the best tap you've ever seen, Robbie? Um, it's the sequence in Singing in the Rain where they're doing the ha <laughs> tap dancing. Um, that was a joke. No, the best tap. Uh, the Legoland had some taps of Lego set on them. Really? Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you want from my Legoland. top five toilet, public toilets of all time. <laughs> there's that. Uh, there's a pub in Nottingham that has like underground to- Like the pub's fairly sort of shady, but it's got this like underground amazing like Buck Rogers toilets. Like ah. um, it looked like a spaceship. I was so it's amazing. Like... Sort of silver with like mirrors all over the place and like everything sort of flushes automatically. It's a, 
clearly spent all their budget on the toilets and then forgot to revenue <laughs> in the pub itself. I'd, Where, I'd all, all, of... all they serve is carling, yeah. for which they've got one time. I was actually, I was in there, I was in that pub um, the opening night of Star Wars Episode Seven uh, before going to see the film. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and the special effects in that toilet were better than the film itself. <laughs> I was in a, a really rough working man's pub once watching uh, White Collar Boxing, mm. um, and they had... Just, the, just at the at the bar. Yeah, well, they had um, at the bar. Get you'll, you'll get a kick out of this specifically, Jordan. A kickboxing, um, which is what Jordan thinks he might be able to do, possibly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say, oh, that's what Jordan does, but I remember that you didn't. You don't do kickboxing. You do proper boxing. <laughs> so it changed to that's what Jordan thinks he can do, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Continue with the white collar boxing. Right, so I went, I went to the bar at this white collar boxing pub that was proper rough, and it was uh, people were fighting, and weirdly yet, everyone seemed to be uh, enjoying it, mm. which was you know you don't expect to see that when you go into a, a pub. Um, but anyway, um, they had three drinks mm. on the bar or three pumps on draft, three of which were carling. <laughs> <laughs> The other one was uh, Foster's. <laughs> oh, not Carlsberg then. No, we've got Carling, 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 and Carlsberg. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, th- I think it's interesting. It says a lot. Like, like, I think you can tell a lot about an establishment based on the what drinks they have on offer. Like, maybe if you go in somewhere, you see they've got like Blue Moon or or like Wolf Rock or something. You think, oh, here we go. Generally, they get people come here who perhaps care a little bit <laughs> about the drinks. It's a bit more of an artisan place. Whereas, like, if you go in and, like, three quarters of all the pumps on offer a carling, that instantly tells you about the clientele I, they're catering I, to. I went into a pub to watch... I watched um, Where Was Italy in the 2013 Six Nations yeah. um, in a pub um, and in, in Cardiff and because it was the only place that like, wasn't full up or rough. Um, <laughs> and they only served one beer, which was Brains Beer, which is the official one of the official sponsors of the Welsh team. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, everyone was just drinking from the same thing. They had that or Coke. Those are the two options you had at the bar. <laughs> that's, that, I think that's kind of... That, that brings people together, though. Yeah. You've got one drink. This is that's going to be in the Trumpiverse. I can imagine, like, sort of maybe an outsider comes in, stumbles into the bar, a bit unaware of where they've accidentally trespassed. They walk up and they go, oh, hello, could I have a... Could I maybe maybe trouble you for a for a margarita, or could, could, could I have a mojito? Mm. And the barman was like, "Ah, we don't serve those drinks round here. Here we drink proper men drinks, <laughs> like Strongbow. Strongbow was always marketed towards the working man. Have you ever yeah. noticed that? Where it's like after a hard day's work, and it'd be like two people carrying a sofa up at some stairs, or it would be like." A man mowing the lawn, or some, or a builder. <laughs> Those are the and hardest yeah. jobs possible: <laughs> carrying sofas, mowing lawns, and building. See, yeah. you, That's you what mock, hard you, men do. You, you, you mock it, but all the people who carry sofas and mow lawns see that advert and they feel a sense of home. <laughs> and they think, ah, finally, a beverage that understands who I am. <laughs> I like the idea that you go into a bar that sells Strongbow and, and if you haven't mown a lawn in the last 48 hours, you're not allowed to drink there. <laughs> Sorry, let me look at your hands. Sorry, <laughs> not enough grass stains on those. Let me do a check of your past, like an episode of Black Mirror. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> can reread your last 48 hours to see if you've lo- mown any Get lawns. like a little watch on your wrist and it shows just how much phys- physical exertion you've been put through. <laughs> and if it's over a certain level, you're entitled to so much beer. <laughs> Oh, sorry, mate, you've only got two manual labour points. Looks like that's not enough to afford it, this I, kind I, of pedigree. I, I imagine this is a world where, like, the stereotypical writer is dying out, because obviously, like, a, a full-time writer doesn't go through much physical exertion. No, 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 in order to afford, like, whiskey, um, you have to do mental exertion. Ah, okay, so, yeah. that, like... So you can't have people just leaving their wives so that they can feel okay. alcohol. <laughs> An existential dread meat. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what writers groups are anyway? I think we've potentially envisioned a brighter, better future for tomorrow. And given that today Theresa May published the Brexit white papers, mm. maybe we can put this forward to her to say, hey, perhaps this is how a post-Brexit Britain should look. You, you earn points depending on how you exert yourself and then trade those in for beverages. And that is what our entire economy will be based on. Is that on. not what money is anyway? Also, what? I, I had to try so hard not to make 
just before we came on, um, James mentioned the the white paper, and I made a Beatles white al- white album joke. I almost said white album there. Um, Does that sound like a combination of white album that's, and white that's, house? That's though. what I do with the white paper. The white paper, I'd wipe through my bum because it's all so rubbish. clean all the poo and a bit poo that was still on your bum yep. after you'd had a poo. Yeah, because I'm, that's where poo comes from. I'm glad I got some talking wrong because do you know what? All I was apologise for not making a joke in, as a, a roundabout way of making it. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I think that society could work. Yeah. Whereas you know you go and you exert yourself, mm. or you go into the pub and they're like, "Sorry, can we see your exertion card?" And they'll be like, "Oh, we, we can see that you spent an afternoon with your stepmother. Here's 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 some cold hard vodka <laughs> so, to lose those spirits. What's that? You, you, you spent some time with the in-laws. Oh, here you go. Here's some brandy." Mm. And also, it would encourage if people are sort of they're going to go out on a night out, they'd have to actually work hard the day beforehand. They'd exactly. Have to earn exactly. It. Yeah. Earn it, which is actually the Strongbow slogan. Yeah. Fantastic. Full circle. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Potatoes. Leek. Gravy. Chicken. Come. One of those things is not supposed to be here. Verbal discharge. Is it gravy? So, what's the relevance of Saturday to the world? What's um, happening on Saturday? Well, it's the first day of the weekend, obviously, yeah. which for people who work nine to five jobs is the first day of two that they've got off. They've got away from work. They can fill it with their have free time. Have you got time. Saturday off work, James? I don't know. Oh. I never have Saturdays off work. <laughs> okay. I'm always um, in on Saturday without fail. If you fail. did, what might you do this Saturday? Um, I would stay home, mm-hmm. um, draw all the curtains, yeah. um, sit inside. And weep and masturbate. Cool, cool, cool. Ah. That's what I do most days. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. a week. That's sometimes I don't, I don't bother drawing the curtains sometimes, though. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll just stand in the open window. Yeah. And if anyone sees me, I'll go, why are you looking into my house? You go, stop looking into my house. You're disturbing my weekly routine of using tears as lubricant. Mm. It's not just weekly. It's not just weekly. Um, <laughs> but if I, I do it every hour on the hour. Without fail. Well... Uh, look at the clock now. We've got twenty minutes. Oh well. Um, <laughs> uh, but if you were doing it specifically around like twenty-five past two, then and perhaps watching like the BBC or like ITV or something, uh, you may find something to masturbate to, which would be the Six Nations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I've ever done that. Um, Never. Uh, Wales once beat England thirty points to three. Um, but other than that, was that a, was um, that a sexual experience for you? I, was that a grand sexual awakening? Um, w- Alex Cuthbert's try may have given me an erection, but aside from that, <laughs> um, that's that's an aside. That's an aside. Um, no, but the Six Nations starts the weekend, and because the thing that happens in rugby, I don't know if you're aware of this, is that they just make up the rules. Um, so rugby is a sport that was made up by schoolboys, um, basically. Just a schoolboy picked up a ball and ran with it, and they went, "Oh, let's just make a sport around this." Um, and they continue to just tweak the rules ever since. So every year, if you ever watch some of the Six Nations coverage, particularly coverage of the first game, they always go, oh, well, there's a new rule they've introduced this year, or they've changed this rule, they've changed that rule. Um, so you go back a few years and basically have them just kick the ball, um, just sort of kick straight out. So they changed the rules, meaning that players would be incentivized to sort of kick to each other. Right. And all they did okay. was kick to each other. Um, and they've changed them again, which means that sort of they run it back now. There's more counter-attacking going on. Um, but they've, they've introduced another new rule this year. Cool. But I thought, do you know what would be more interesting? If okay. we made up our own rule. Okay. So, I've got the press release regarding a new law they've introduced based on player safety. Okay. Um, but I've left some blanks in here. And I want you to take it in turns to fill in the blanks. Sort of ad-lib style. Yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. To see if we can we can create a new rule that we can introduce for this year's Six Nations. I am more than up for this. Okay. So... World Rugby has further strengthened its commitment to blank. So, uh, Jordan, do you want to go first? It's further strengthened its commitment to... Is it just a one word? Just, yeah, give a yeah, word. Oh, there's two words, words here, but it's, yeah. Um, a concept. Barclays. <laughs> okay, it's further strengthened its commitment to Barclays by announcing details of a zero-tolerance approach to blank. Blindfolded gunmen firing at random onto the pitch. <laughs> 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 Which, to be honest, would spice the game up a lot. 
if every two to three seconds when he can get around in the chamber, he's just going to take aim and shoot. <laughs> and accidental blank. <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> How do you accidentally masturbate? Oh no, I tripped and came everywhere. Hey, I'm... Hey, 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 I just want to say, you can't accidentally masturbate and need to drop that core case regarding <laughs> my viewing of Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Neverbeast. Um, <laughs> the Neverbeast. You're the real Neverbeast here. <laughs> the Never region, more like. Um, so, would it be a strengthened commitment to Barclays by announcing you know, the zero tolerance approach to madmen firing guns on the pitch? Um, an accidental masturbation in the sport. <laughs> okay. Um, the press conference, the press thing continues. While something in the game are not on the rise. While, oh, sorry. Yeah, so while blank in the game are not on the rise. Racial tolerance. Okay. While <laughs> racial tolerance in the game is not on the rise, the Federation continues to be proactive in furthering blank. White power. <laughs> <laughs> In order to reduce blank, um, the racial dominance of the national New Zealand team <laughs> for all players. <laughs> so, okay, while racial tolerance is not on the rise in the game, the federation continues to be proactive in furthering white domination to reduce the um, the, the racial. Prowess, racial, not prowess. Well, what did you say? I think I said racial domination. The racial domination. Think, oh. Meaning what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I think I think we were going for a racial angle. I yeah. thought there's something in there with the all blacks. Mm. But <laughs> okay. I, I, I think I took my own joke too literally <laughs> and assumed that you have to be black to play for New Zealand. It's almost the case with South Africa, who actually have a racial quota. Um, but they go, what really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become sort of it became a big deal about how they didn't have enough black people in the team so they can pose a quota on the coaches oh wow yeah um, Invictus is only half the story um, okay to continue in the change of the law World Rugby has redefined blank origami categories and increased blank national debt <laughs> to deter blank but stabbers <laughs> Butt stabbers. What is a butt stabber? Someone with a knife that stabs you in the butt. (laughs) Is that a thing? Probably. (laughs) So what are you in for? Oh, murder. What about you? Oh, I stabbed someone in the butt. (laughs) How many someones? You don't want to know, man. (laughs) But do you know what? Do you know the only way to crack down on butt stabbing is to raise the national debt? (laughs) (laughs) It's for the Na- International Rugby Organisation to raise national debt. <laughs> Look, the organisation's got too much money. <laughs> That's why everyone's stabbing each other in the butt. Okay, so they want to increase national debt uh, in order to deter butt stabbing via a... Series of drone strikes. <laughs> that would increase national debt, actually, and yeah. deter butt stabbing. Yeah, yeah. It's, That actually works, you found that logic. The logic there, we go, there we go, That's what I was yeah. going for. Uh, this will apply to all levels of the game from blank. Uh, mice sized rugby. <laughs> uh, mice sized rugby. <laughs> tiny, tiny little, almost tabletop rugby with mice. <laughs> the okay. The actual thing, the actual sentence in there was the third of January two thousand seventeen. Not my size rugby, but sure. Um, introducing minimum blank. Um, sentencing terms. You're actually very close. Really? The, the real thing was on-field sanctions. Oh. oh, well, there we go. There you go. You're basically correct. You're basically a world rugby press. I think, I think the further into this we get, the more I'm empathising and connecting with the character <laughs> of someone who is in charge of rugby press releases. <laughs> um, for reducing reckless and accidental blank. Reckless and accidental. Yeah, reckless and accidental blank. Um, bigotry <laughs> with the blank sorry could you read the sentence again just to okay so they've introduced um, minimum sanctions for reckless and accidental bigotry, bigotry with the blank with the aim of furthering 
the ideals of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Effectively lowering the acceptable blank. Lowering the what was it again? Uh, Effectively lowering the acceptable blank religious denomination (laughs) of the blank non-white population. (laughs) The guideline will be supported with a global blank program. Oh fuck! Oh no. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> yes, you can. You can We've come this far. You can do it. I don't want to be quoted. We're, 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 it's not us saying uh, it. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're painting the we're rugby painting. union as racist. <laughs> oh, I was going to put something like a Holocaust in there. <laughs> the Global Holocaust Programme. <laughs> this guideline will be supported by a Global Holocaust Programme. The approach approved by the blank... Um, President-elect Donald Trump. After extensive expert, independent, and blank evaluation. What, what, what evaluation would Trump take? For amateur evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> amateur evaluation. Combines, combine, ugh, yeah, combines with new blank. Bigotry. And a refocus of blank. <laughs> supremacy. <A> refocus <laughs> of supremacy. White supremacy on dangerous blank. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Change one letter. Minorities. <laughs> so there's a new refocus of white supremacy on dangerous minorities. It will provide a package of measures that aims to change the blank in the sport. I've just, I've got, I've got. It makes no sense, but nine inches because you said package earlier. A package of measures that will change the culture. Change, so change the nine inches in the sport to ensure that the head is a <laughs> blank. Versatile and functional sexual organ. <laughs> World Rugby Chairman Bill Beaumont said, World Rugby continues to be blank. As great as fellatio. In aligning with the latest blank. Uh, literary erotica. <laughs> in this priority blank area. <laughs> This priority masturbation's come up too much. Yeah, priority pl- private area. Yeah. To ensure players and blank genitals, players and genitals at all levels of the game are appropriately blank dressed. Dressed. Another blank. Something. Uh, there's three of these. So dressed, stimulated, stimulated, and and washed in that awkward place between the perineum and the ballsack. Wait, what's that? What's a perineum? It's like the stretch of your skin. Everyone calls it the gooch. Oh, that bit! Oh, yeah, they got to keep that fresh because they're very rugby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, and that's they grow fungus. Yeah, just like just like as a farming habit. <laughs> when it comes to blank impacts, ejaculatory. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and injury within the environment of a contact blank. Mollusk. Um, we believe that we are playing a leading blank. Once more. Okay, I shall change. We believe we are playing a leading blank. Hand in. Terms of the development and implementation of blank interventions. Um, biotechnological rugby muscle enhancement. <laughs> <laughs> interventions. <laughs> and this important blank. Innovation further reflect our commitment to a blank-based approach. Um, cyborg rugby players. A <laughs> cyborg rugby player-based approach to blank. The future of the human race. <laughs> <laughs> we believe that the invaluable blank from this study... <laughs> you can't see Jordan shaking his head here. Sexy robot nudes. <laughs> We believe that the invaluable sexy robot news from this study will inform the blank process. (laughs) Um, Erection. (laughs) Will inform the erection process and lead to changes in blank practices. Full rigid. (laughs) 
practices. Fantastic. That that brings us to the end of that press. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait for the Six Nations to start this weekend when they'll be introducing more white supremacy and masturbation. And cyborgs. And cyborgs. White supremacy and white cyborg masturbation. This sounds like an episode of a podcast. It's actually a new law introduced by World Rugby. I think it sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> Sexy racist cyborg rugby players. <laughs> I mean, aren't all racists sexy in their own way? <laughs> you never, never mind. Never mind if they're also getting away from you, James. Also, cyborg rugby players. That, is, that quote aren't all racists sexy in their own way. You are never escaping that. I can picture that, like on the when I'm probably arrested for something in the future, mm. and they show him a picture on the news, and it's got James Boston is quoted as saying, "Aren't all racists sexy in their own?" <laughs> James, life? who exclusively raped white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking street justice. <laughs> Who's that superhero? Superhero goes around just like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to find the white supremacists. I'm going to rape them." <laughs> that's, that's not superhero that's not superpower it's definitely an anti anti-hero unless they never need like a recovery time so the uh, so they can do like a full I'm full going to perpetually fuck this one to death they can walk with a KKK union and do them all in one go and the best thing is no one can tell because of the colour of the sheets and they're also a tentacle monster so they can take out the entire of the Westboro Baptist <laughs> Church at once the, um... <laughs> that increased quickly that <laughs> went from yeah they've got a really short recovery time between coming to <laughs> they're a tentacle monster who can kill thousands in one go see uh, the other day the Guardian uploaded a video I think in response to a lot of, of a tentacle monster of a tentacle monster raping white supremacists yeah. yes um, talk, <laughs> talking about is it acceptable and can it ever be acceptable to punch a racist hmm. and it was them sort of weighing up the moral implications of it's never wrong to oh, sorry it's never right to physically strike someone hmm. and conversely but they're not the sort of people that would listen to sound argument and they were sort yeah. of discussing the moral and ethical guidelines of punching a white supremacist is it that much more of a step to sodomise them it's a fair question. It's a fair question that the guy should be asking. Step backwards. Do you think? Yeah, I think I think that's that's probably just about what they deserve. Ooh. And if you want the answer to that question once and for all, you can just read the Guardian this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Where we'll be on the front page, yeah. having all of us raped white supremacists. And this will be in the sports section, of course, and there's Six Nations coverage. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Some tournament to look forward to. Oh, that was actually, by the way, um, the actual press release was about high tackles. They've introduced new laws about um, tackling above the shoulders. No, it wasn't. Well, yeah, so no, no, it wasn't. It was about sexy racist <laughs> cyborgs. Don't lie to me. I'll just check. No, it wasn't. You're right. Yeah, it was about sexy robot cyborgs. Ah. Yeah, that's a new law. Yeah. Can't wait for John Imino to explain that on Saturday. I need to know now. No, now, will you like us on Facebook and also visit our website, verbaldischarge.co.uk? Has anyone heard of Britain First? Oh, Britain First? Yeah. Britain, as in Great Britain? Yeah, yeah. First, first. in something? Yeah. Not second or third? No, first. Yeah. Or even fourth yeah, or yeah, so yeah. and so forth? They do, they want to put Britain First. Fighting back. Yeah, yeah, they want to fight back by putting Britain First. Do you want to put it first in, in what? Um, Just first. Just first. Put it first. Like just is, is, this, is like, is this like a really annoying YouTube commenter <laughs> egg and spoon race I think yeah that you be know it. that thing that Jesus said about those that want to be first should go last yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's that principle um, so really should be called Britain last um, <laughs> no so in last you know Britain century. first do you ever think Britain first are good like what they do <laughs> no you don't um, do you think Britain first are good at what they do but they should be more specific yeah, that, those aren't always my thoughts on Britain First, <laughs> but, but I think I can appreciate the sentiment yeah. of what you're trying to so I think they're, they're a reoccurring theme throughout the podcast, episode 32, yeah. if you're particularly interested. Yeah. Um, but Britain First, fine, yeah, but they'd put in a whole country first, really. A whole, actually, several countries. You've got England, Wales, Scotland, etc., all in there. Northern yeah. Ireland, yeah. Well, I think they should be more specific than that. I think we could do with a party that is. I think England first might still be too too specific. I've got one. What? 
balding white middle-aged racist who has spent at yeah. least five of the last seven days in a pub that has English flags adorned on it first. Yeah. And to qualify membership or for membership, you have to drink in a Weatherspoons before 10 in the morning mm. at least four times a week. <laughs> I think you've actually become too specific because what I wanted to introduce to you was the existence of Newcastle First. Newcastle First? Yeah. The Newcastle upon Tyne Community First Party, which is like Britain First, but specific for Newcastle. (laughs) (laughs) I want to show you firstly their website. This is the homepage of their website. Um, I realise this is where we had to see that. If you head to newcastlefirst.co.uk, you can see this. Oh, they've got like a UKIP kind of... Yeah, it's basically the UKIP logo. Yeah, UKIP colouring. What's it? It's got a castle on it. Newcastle upon Tyne, community first. Policy. Always putting people before politics. Now, the amazing thing about the website, if you head to it, um, this is an interactive section of the podcast. Um, head to the website, it's just a spinning logo. It's their logo spinning, like it's sort of, and you've got to load up, it's a flash animation as well, like it's 2007. Um, Jordan, why don't you try and click on, try and get through to the homepage for me? Okay, I'm going to guess it I now, have to click on the link. Here's the thing here. it now starts refreshing the homepage. And it just refreshes the homepage when you click on it. There is no way to get from the homepage to the website itself. What? You can't get from the intro page to the index. Oh, I did it. He did it. 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 I've got 10 minutes trying to do that. (laughs) Um, So. I want to read well, the thing you. is though that, that required a genuine concerted effort well, yeah, I, there were three I people to, involved there I had to scroll down and press the button at the same time it would only let me press the logo while I was scrolling down what? that's that's like a telltale games <laughs> that's like some villager told you at the start of the game that you have to scrolling might be important later on it's like a Grim Fandango puzzle yeah it's Tim Schafer who designed this website um, so I want to read you the start of their manifesto they have, they have a manifesto. They have a manifesto. They set up as though they're an actual legitimate political party. Wait, I'm just, I'm, I'm so baffled. So they are putting Newcastle specifically before anyone else. Yeah. What senseless, needless, unnecessarily specific tribalism. That's absurd. Actually, the about us down the side of the website says, about us, Newcastle first had to be registered by law as a political party in order to be able to field candidates in elections. So they only exist really to sort of uh, to acknowledge or enable the political ambitions of one or perhaps two people from Newcastle. Yeah, but they're they're clearly so aggrieved about that about that. Oh, we had to register as a political party. That wasted a whole Sunday filling in that form. Um, we are totally based in Newcastle, just as well with the aim of fighting in the interest of Newcastle's many communities, despite the fact the name refers to it as only having one community, but there you go. We always, underlined, put Newcastle first. If you and that's, it, that's why, when they're standing up for all of the communities and all of Newcastle, their entire website is decorated in UKIP's colours <laughs> and named after a known racist organisation. Or is that me reading too much into it? Um, no, I 59 think... people have liked their Facebook page. Oh, wow. wow! I'm going to become number 60. <laughs> Not if I get there first. Anyway, this is their this is their manifesto. Okay. Which was written in 2012. Dear resident, the politics in our city is broken. Our city oh. is run by politician councillors representing old-fashioned parties who spend too much time squabbling over which of them has let down the city most. <laughs> they have. Is that is that their spin on it or is that what's actually happening? Apparently that's what's happening in Newcastle. Apparently that's what's happening. Listen here, I let down this city most. Do you know who let down the city most? Kevin Keegan, when he didn't do well on his second time in charge as Newcastle manager. <laughs> um, Football. Yeah, that's that's literally the only reference point I have. That is Sorry a, to my mum who is a Newcastle fan. Um, that is a, a good way. They have also, in the first two sentences, referred to Newcastle. They haven't mentioned the name of the city, but they've referred to it as our city four times. Not enough time is spent in the council chamber debating the issues that really matter to local people. What, like? Cool. Like the price of a pint of carling. Yeah. And how much gravy you can get served on your chips. Fantastic. Shall I read this in a Geordie accent just to continue? Oh, please. As, yes, as, please. as offensive as possible to this demographic. Just, do you want to be successful for this? 
if Newcastle First members write back to us, I would love that. Please, 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 do. please tell us that you are. I assume members. they've got like honorary members as well, like yeah. honorary Geordies, like the cast of Geordie Shaw and also Anton Deck. Yeah, Alan Shearer, the um, guy who does the narration for call... Big Brother. Yeah. Wait, is Geordie Shaw set in Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. the Geordies. No. People from Newcastle are referred to as Geordies. Oh no, I knew that, but I always thought now this is gonna sound stupid, but I didn't realise it was Geordie Shaw. I what? thought it was Georgie Shaw, as in Georgie apostrophe S. Georgie's Shaw. No, it's it's Geordie Shaw, like you, like Jordan, like Geordie. Ah. The Newcastle upon Time Community First Party that <laughs> as a organization that wants to change politics in our sea for the better. We stood for election in our last eight wards in 2011 and are standing in half the wards in the city in 2012, man. We make no apology that our 2012 manifesto is very similar to the bold vision for our city that we published in 2012, 2011. Well, you've fluffed that one. That's that's the entire manifesto scrapped. They've made no apology for the fact that their manifesto is exactly the same, but they have written a sentence apologising for the fact it's exactly the same. Um, as a principle, we believe council, ca- council tax should be council kept tax. as low as possible Wait. while delivering effective public services. Huh. But that's directly contradiction. Okay. Um, we also believe we need to take action and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, I think they're kind of taking cues from Theresa May's government here. Mm. Like, look, we don't want to be a part of your union. We just want everything that you can give us. Whilst giving as little as possible, like you can't, you can't ring up like your internet provider. And be like, look, I'm going to stop paying my bill, but do don't cut my internet off, off mate. Yeah, which don't is exactly what the government's doing. Newcastle first is just basically some blokes looked at Brexit. Went, that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, but they did it five years before Brexit. <laughs> Let's separate Newcastle from the rest of the country. Let's secede well, maybe, from this union. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just that Theresa May is taking all the political cues from Newcastle first. Maybe she was a member and she's secretly risen through the ranks, but is actually a secret member of Newcastle uh, first. You could see it during the the conference with Donald Trump there, secretly sneaking a stotty cake in. <laughs> <laughs> She, did anyone watch that press conference with Donald Trump? Actually? Yeah, I watched it entire thing. Yeah, I watched it like it was incredible. I had to watch back the moment where um, where Trump's asked the question and his face changes really suddenly. Yeah. Um, the BBC question that Theresa, oh from Laura Cummingsberg. Yes, that's the name. Yeah, who is um, an excellent, excellent BBC reporter mm. and took no prisoners throughout that conference. But he starts off with this. Sort of, she starts off quite jolly and then suddenly like changes. Like actually, you endorse torture. You think it's great. Um, you you boasted about sexually assaulting women. Yeah, how can we trust you? And his face changes so quickly, and then sort of says, "Well, that's our relationship gone with you." Um, okay. I mean, how many times do you think in that meeting Theresa May had to fillet him to appease to his uh, his orange what's it Hitlery fucking demagogue and ass fucking policies I kept hoping we were going to have like a love I like it I like, I like that demigorgon instead of a demigog you've gone straight for mythological beast instead well he is a demigorgon <laughs> but one that was he, he's like a test tube baby he was so on he, he was on the Dungeons and Dragons board at the beginning of Stranger Things yeah he's the um, he's the final boss when you, when you, when you uh, once you've entered the castle of Solestein and you've fought off the uh, four Angry wizards, of, of the, <laughs> like the, the four trouble. angry wizards, the four angry wizards uh, of the um, Heptula Serenesh order. You finally reach what's it, Hitler? <laughs> um, and you've got to first fight his lackey, who's Theresa May. I really like who fellates him throughout the fight to regenerate his health. I really like the um, 2017 like monster manual where I had what's it Hitler in the first few pages. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new edition. <laughs> uh, no, I kept hoping for the entire press conference we just have like a love actually moment and by which I mean suddenly the Prime Minister would be Hugh Grant instead of Theresa May. But there we go. I'd be um, okay with that. I would. I would in comparison. Because um, at least he's got some, you know... Some vague iota of charm. Of humanity. Yeah. Um, Libra as wizards, it's first year into the office, man. But this is back to Newcastle first. Um, <laughs> they followed through on the Lib Dem cuts. Labour had criticised before the election and have made more of their own, as well as launching a plan to build thousands of homes across the city in places where, de- 
What what absolute shits? They're going to build thousands of homes across the city. Honestly. Also, the official is their city, not our city, which is a break from their normal typeface. Look, it's not Labour. It's not the Lib Dems. It's not the Conservatives. And it's not even UKIP. Only Newcastle first can represent you and your views. Why I, man? Why I, man? <laughs> like many people in our city, we love peace pudding. And Alan Shearer. No, we are proud to live in Newcastle. Oh, I was time. hoping they <laughs> Although we will actively promote links with our neighbours and work together when it is our interests, we do not want to live in a city called Newcastle Gateshead. Why? Yeah, okay. Uh, I will continue to fight any attempt by politician councillors to create it. We keep referring to them as politician councillors, but there we go. Um, if you agree it's time to put Newcastle first, and every time they've said it, they've put first with a capital F. Haven't done it this time. Oh, I will hope you will support us at the coming election. Best wishes, Jason Smith, leader of the Newcastle upon first, upon whatever, Newcastle doing a nice thing. Newcastle upon first. They, though, okay, they oh. said they want to create policy number one, jobs for Geordies. Is that an actual yep, name that's the of first, the policy? The first policy is jobs for Geordies. <laughs> JFJ. Policy two, 2,000 more local homes for local people. Oh, there's no Jays Which is that. what they criticise Labour for doing. Policy three, more mushy peas. <laughs> policy three, education our young people deserve. Policy four, less swans. <laughs> Just trying to imagine the sort of things that might, uh, you know, annoy a Geordie. Policy six is a new kind of politics. Right, okay. We, have right. they stated what that is? We will fight to make our council more representative of the needs of local people and we will reduce a new kind of rights for citizens of Newcastle to change the council to create a new kind of politics. I don't know if they're particularly um, real or realistic with the sort of changes they might be able to implement. Yeah. Um, number eight, supporting vulnerable citizens. We will continue to support vulnerable citizens. Do they already support vulnerable citizens? It says continue to. What vulnerable <laughs> citizens do they support? <laughs> they're, su- they're suggesting, though, that if they hadn't put that on, they wouldn't support them. <laughs> <laughs> we will continue. Protecting local shops. We will protect local shops from big supermarket expansion. End of policy. With sticks. Oh, but like... And mushy peas. You know... Aldi are really cheap. Yeah. And, you know, if you go down the local corner shop or whatnot, it's so expensive. If you want to do a full shop at there, mm. oh, I welcome the chains. <laughs> Bring on the gentrification of our areas. Well, that was that was Newcastle first. Um, is that their entire manifesto? Yeah, I just wanted to introduce you to the idea, the concept of their existence, just because they made me giggle. I hope that there's more, more first, like, like Litchfield first. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Skegness first. They, are they, are they, are they the first two places that come to mind? Went into my head. Yeah. Like, what sort of places would be full of angry, bitter nationalists? <laughs> Litchfield and Skegness. <laughs> there is not a Litchfield first. Is there a Litchfield? But do you know what? We'll start it. Yeah. Should we start a Litchfield first? Yeah. Let's start this by the website domain. We know nothing about. Litchfield. Only we will represent the true values of Litchfield. Have anyone ever been to Litchfield? No. This is why we're perfect for it. Exactly. Um, okay, so our manifesto for the Litchfield first. There will be more more emphasis on creating the artefacts needed so that more of our elderly can survive on as liches. Yeah. Um, more fields. We will not support the vulnerable. Um, no support for... Vulnerable, um, unless they pledge their future to the cause and promise to become a lich in the afterlife. Um, no more, no more fields. Um, <laughs> no more fields. And we need one more policy, I think. One more policy. Got a policy change for Litchfield. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find interesting things about Litchfield. Oh, it might be a short list. <laughs> oh, it's not a very big place, is it? No. No. Um, no, no horses allowed in houses, and then it can be no horses, no houses, no horses. That can be our chant. Yeah. Yeah. No horses, no we houses. Should definitely have like a mutually beneficial military agreement with Skegness. Yes, yes. We promise to tear up every field in Litchfield in search of more hidden treasures like the Staffordshire Horde, which was found 3.7 miles southwest of Litchfield. Um, <laughs> we'll build a wall and make Staffordshire pay for it. Yeah. 
will will ban entry from seven neighboring cities, um, seven seven nearby fields. <laughs> seven neighboring fields. Because uh. by by the look of what I'm reading here, Litchfield's one of those interesting places that seems to have not only popped up but began to thrive solely on the basis that it was geographically between two bigger and more important places than itself. <laughs> like, all of its um, sort of early modern history, it was basically a glorified coach house. Hmm. So, Litchfield first promised to be the only political party that will construct more horse-wed wagons. Sorry, horse-led wagons. <laughs> horse-wed wagons. We're right, we're going to build a bunch of wagons and we're going to marry horses to them. <laughs> No other political party in the country will do this. They can't this, go in houses. This <laughs> marriage of nature and technology. The perfect marriage of biology and machine. <laughs> Together. A wagon. And then, one tiny political party. Then we can teach to play rugby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back. I think we've got... So we've got... Um, can I count? We've got ten policies. What are um, our ten policies? There'll be more emphasis on creating artefacts so that the elderly can live on as liches. Um, no support for the vulnerable unless they pledge their futures and promise to become a lich in the afterlife mm-hmm. um, more fields nice. um, no horses allowed in houses no horses no houses um, a military agreement with Skegness um, find how, more... how big is Skegness's military <laughs> not existed uh, we promised to form a military with Skegness. <laughs> My cousin Dave lives in Skegness, and he's got a pretty big stick. That, that's, that's one right there. Uh, find more treasure like they found in Staffordshire down the road. Um, build a wall and make Staffordshire pay for it. Ban migration from seven nearby fields. And more horse-led wagons, but not in houses. Can <laughs> we make a Litchfield first Facebook page? Yes, we absolutely can. You can like that um, on a Zoom thing. Should you send the podcast now? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to like our Facebook page, the Verbal Discharge, uh, we'll link to the Litchfield first Facebook page after this podcast goes up. Yeah. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, we're at Verb This Radio. And if... It's a website. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got a website as well, and it's www.verbaldischarge.com. Co.uk. Co.uk. I always say com. We've also got a, web, a live show coming up at Quad. Yes, Quad. we do. It's a big place in Derby, and it has cinemas in it, and we're not going to be in the cinemas. No, but we're going to be. In but the we digital are going to be. Yeah, the digital suite, and let's face it, that sounds cooler than. Yeah. Cinema. You could even say that it sounds digital sweet. sweet. You get it because that's the room we're in. Funny, pretty, pretty, pretty sweet joke. Remember to like Litchfield first on Facebook. Litchfield first. Together we can liberate Litchfields. (laughs) (laughs) Plowing back. No, sorry, I said my joke. I did a James. I said a less funny joke louder. So laugh at that. Um, 80% of my, uh, like, like most of my comedy comes from the fact that I've just got a loud voice. (laughs) Well,. On that note, James, use your loud voice to give us the final word of the show. Litchfield! <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to wet myself. <laughs> Still recording. Oh. <laughs>